Had some fun this morning with our short-term intern, Sandro, from Germany. And uh, we tried to speak his language a little bit. I think we did an okay job. I think so. All things considered, I don't think it was too bad. We also had a fun time with uh, HR Files. Yes. And finding out where Brian Zenzin would fire us. Apparently, it's in his car. <laughs> yeah. And also, misconnections as well. Don't leave somebody at the line at Costco. Come on. No, or Sam's, maybe. I'll give him a free sample, at least, for Pete's yeah, sake. All right, you'll find out what we're talking about right now in the podcast. Kelly and Wood. I think she's listening in on my calls. That's what we have up today in the HR files as we are now joined by Brian Zenzen from our Human Resources Department. Now, this is a pretty interesting topic because I think this is something you could hear about in our building. Uh, <laughs> it says, I'm writing to Zenzen because I have a question here. I have a coworker who I believe is eavesdropping on my conversations. They seem to have information that no one else would know. And they also once asked me about something that I spoke with my husband about on my cell phone in my office. Oh, Lord. No one else at work would know about this. Do I have any sort of recourse when it comes to outing her? How would you prove that this person is eavesdropping? Now, yes, the comment. Mm-hmm. But that's almost he said, she said. Yeah, but then you go, like, I go into here, like... This building, I mean, like, the, this floor in this building, like, honestly, God, Kelly, you know, you can oh, back me up here. I have a long-standing rule. I won't talk to anybody in an office. Like, if it's the, any sort of, like, personal thing or even business-related thing, I say, hey, we got to go into the studio, because yeah. it's supposed to be a soundproof studio. Well... The walls don't go all the way up. Right. Right. There's like a seven-inch <laughs> It's like, so there's a gap. And I've caught people in the hallways here, like, I can tell that they're eavesdropping on a conversation. Walking car, slowly yeah, by kind of a leaning door. Leaning towards the wall. I've yeah. seen it before. So, I mean, how would you discipline someone like that? Again, it would be, it would be hard. But... The fact that they knew something that was a private conversation. Now, was the door open in your office? Did they just happen to be passing by? Do they office next to you? Like, now, if you're a person that you think you're being eavesdropped on for personal conversations, like, I don't know. I think you almost have to assume that even if you're trying to have a private conversation as bad as it is, sometimes in the workplace, just depending upon how the place is built, somebody's going to hear something. Uh, just to give you an idea how bad it is here, I used to have to read news across the hall. And it was like one of the offices, right? Mm-hmm. And to be fair, I didn't read very well. All right, <laughs> I don't read the spoken word very well. Uh-huh. And I was having the worst time with this. It was about a story like a, a, somebody hit a cow or something and i could not get it through it honestly god took me probably 19 takes yeah and then when i finally nailed it i heard someone on the other side of the wall go good god can he not read <laughs> oh man yes. i'm surprised your hand didn't come through the wall at some well, I, honestly he was kind of had a point wrong. <laughs> and i was just like good night <laughs> so i the other funny thing is, though, like then when people see you go into a production room here, then everyone's like, well, what are they talking about that's so private we can't hear? Hey, the wood will not talk about any sort of no. stuff that's not in a, a, a prod room or a studio that is soundproof. But it my, is good to know that you guys do have that, though. My entire employee review, I was talking like this through the whole thing. Because I was like, I don't know who's hanging out outside. The, and I got some stuff to say. You do. Right. Go so silence, man. So I was just talking like this through the whole employee review. Yeah, good good job, Kelly. We'll keep it up. Yeah. Get out. Hopefully that rash clears up out there. Now, as an uh, HR person, how do you handle that? Knowing that this building's walls are super thin. If you're calling somebody in for a tongue lashing. Where I sit, there's maybe one person around. But yeah, I mean, there's even, there's sometimes I haven't been able to take phone calls 
because of the nature of the phone call and you worry about people hearing, it might actually pertain to the person next to me. It might pertain to the person upstairs. So like sometimes I'll go in my truck if like I just want to get out of the office. I'm just going to go go take a phone call somewhere. Now, you've told us before, you f- when you fire somebody, you yep. fire them on their grounds. Yes. That was so, a mistake I made many years ago. If you had to, if you had to poop can somebody around here, would uh-huh. you fire them in one of these offices where everyone's going to know? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, they're going to find out sooner or later. True. Dang. I mean, they're going to be gone. So what's you know what's the the big secret? This place you're going to open the door. It's going to be nine people with their ear on the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it. You sometimes you might hear things that aren't intended for you, but is it? You know, is it malicious? I once heard somebody was getting a promotion around here yeah. through one of these walls again. And you tried to stop it? No, I thought oh. they were. I thought they were in the meeting because they were talking like, "Yeah, with this, you know, you know, such and such is going to make, you know, yada yada." I saw a person in the hall. I was like, "Hey, props for what? <laughs> Those pants, man. They look great, <laughs> man. I just kept on walking. Yeah. <laughs> you can always have a wild conversation on the air too, like start talking about stealing from the company or something. Yeah. And then when that person comes forward, be like, "I knew it." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how do you prove it? I don't know. You know, individually, you might be able to, you know, say con- you, know, you never want to confront someone, but you know, however aggressively, but you might be able to ask him, like, hey, h- how do you know this? So to wrap it all up, you're pretty much just saying nothing you can really do about it. Just keep no, it on the low. Go to your truck like a coward, like Brian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now if I ever see Zenzin in the truck, I know something's about to go down. <laughs> Screaming. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we definitely got to the bottom of this one, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll do it again next week with our human resources guy Brian Zenzen in the HR file. See you, fellas. Kelly and Wood. The craziest thing that you might hear all day. Now animals are weird. Please to explain. Well, and the fact that I believe that they have some sort of connection to the earth. Well, yeah, I think they have senses that we don't have. Because often you'll see like, you know, animals start to run before there's like an earthquake or right. like an avalanche or something like that. They're probably tuned into a frequency or not. I would say that. Maybe they feel the ground. Who knows? I find it so interesting, though. And that's why I find it weird today, because in the stack of stories, there's some weird animal stories out there. First up, we got to go across the pond. To where? England, my friend. That's where a woman bought a carp for dinner. She came home, put it in the freezer for 48 hours. Okay. Now, this wasn't like a filleted fish. This was like she went and bought a fish at the dock, took it home, threw it in the freezer. Fresh fish. Two days later, when she pulled it out, the fish was still alive. After two days in the free out of the water? She placed the fish in a bathtub, allowed it to thaw out, and sure enough, the fish started to swim around. I'm calling BS on this. Now, what, how was that fish breathing? What was it taking little chunks of ice and putting it on its gills to get the oxygen out of that water? T- but carp are disgusting fish anyway. Brian Riley, you're a fisherman, right? You, you consider yourself a fisherman. Yeah. Carp are gross fish, right? Yeah, they're bottom feeders. Now, can they live? Like, are they one of these fish that can like live forever? Well, I've heard stories that they can. Like, I know somebody. No, this isn't a, a carp, but there isn't a gar. He bow fishes. Okay. He, he shot a gar. Got it. And then beat it with a club because it was still alive. <laughs> Brought it home. The gar was still alive, and he let it go in his pond in his backyard, and it never floated and died. So it's possible that thing was still living. After two days out of the water? And why would you keep a fish that you beat and then put in the water? That thing was, that's, that's a life hell bent on revenge. I don't. He wasn't trying to keep it. He goes, well, I mean, maybe it's just like in shock. And so he threw it in the pond, and the next day he goes, I'll go find it. Walked around, he didn't find it. Then he walked around again the next day, didn't find it. So I don't have any evidence. It could have sank to the bottom, right? I, I don't know if fish sink to the bottom. They can. That's almost <laughs> like if, what is, what's the rule? Like, maybe this would be a good, maybe it's just me. Like, if you survive the electric chair 
I think it's like two shots. Yeah, I think if they blast you twice and you don't die, they they set you free. Yeah. Well, I don't think they set you free. No, I think it's I think you're like like out in the society. I believe. Well, you're probably a vegetable. So that's something to check for. Maybe it's just me. All right. I'm not done with the animals. Oh, sorry, my bad. This time we're headed to St. Louis as a bear named Ben has escaped his enclosure for the second time in a month. At what the zoo or where is at he, the zoo? Where is he enclosed at? The zoo had to put the zoo. Uh, the zoo officials had to put it on lockdown and escorted visitors inside secure areas until Ben the bear was found an hour later and returned to his territory. As I said, this was the second time in a month that Ben had escaped. Are they trying to tell us something? I don't know. Now, of all the animals in the zoo, if you had to come face to face with one, oh gosh, which one would be the worst? Well, a bear would be up there. A lion would be up there. A hippo. That's mine. A hippo would kill you quick as look at you. Silverback gorilla. That one. Because they, they come at you fast. Yeah, and right. they are. They they did like a science study. Gorillas beat lions and tigers and stuff. Now, I'm that's out. a fight I'd like to see. I'm out. But hippos hippos are insanely territorial. Right. And especially in water, they'll attack from underneath. You don't see them. And they, they tip your boat and then they eat you. Yeah. And they don't even think twice about it with them dull, blunt teeth. No. Just crushing bones. Uh, So a hippo would be mine. Dude, look at this. I looked up fishlab.com in case you guys ever want to go do a little fish research. (laughs) Please do. In your lives. Fish can live out of water between 10 minutes and two months. Two months. Depending on the species, typically amphibious and brackfish. All right, it's getting too deep. I was about to say. your head, Kelly. (laughs) I should have left it at the two months. But either way, so... I'm just I'm I'm not saying I'm just saying the animals are trying to tell us something. Kelly and Wood. All right, we it's time to play win the interns lunch and uh, Sandro asked us some phrases in German. We just figure out if they're good or bad. And uh, Brooklyn's on the phone with us right now. Brooklyn, what are you up to this morning? I'm driving home from work. Oh, oh. late night shift, huh? Oh yeah. Are you a nurse? I am. Yeah. Oh well, thank, thank you for you. doing what you do. Well, thank you. All right. Are you ready to see if Wood and I can figure out if the phrases that Sandro is speaking are nice or naughty? Are nice or mean, I should yeah. say. Angry or nice, whatever. <laughs> yes. All right. So the first one that Sandro gave us was this one. Sag mal, hast du noch alle Tassen im Schrank? Well, wouldn't I be able to figure out if that's angry or not angry? Yes. All right. Let's see. All right, Sandro, give us the first phrase. Sag mal, hast du noch alle Tassen im Schrank? Mm. <laughs> the fact that it goes up at the end makes me think it's a question. But I feel like when you hear the <laughs> that's anger. Lay it on me one more time there. Sag mal, hast du noch alle Tassen im Schrank? Tassen im Schrank. I think it's friendly. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about the schlank. Okay. That makes me feel. Do we have to agree on this? No, oh, we would I, have to. So that's I'll a, bequeath it to you. You decide. If I get this one wrong, you can have the rest. Okay. I think this is a saying sen- said in anger. Okay. It's confronting somebody about something. Am I correct? You're correct. Yeah! <laughs> Guten Tag, my friend. Guten Tag. What is it? What are you saying? So, okay, the literal translation, I wrote it down, is do you still have all your cups in the cupboard? Heck the, yeah! The, little, the <laughs> how, literal, how literal translation. It's a saying in German, and it means, are you out, out of your mind? Okay. Oh, okay. You still yeah. got all your cups in the cupboard? <laughs> all right. There we go. One for one. Doing good this morning so far. The next yeah. one the sa- that Sandro told us was this one. I gute wie. Well, wouldn't I know if that's 
friendly or not friendly? Yes. Let's see. All right, Sandra, let's hear the next one. Okay. I go to V. Now, Wood, I'll let you choose this one, but my input is it sounds like the the winning of a sports contest. Yeah, to me, it sounds like, yeah, we're going to the store or something. I go to V. I like you, you won a contest. <laughs> to me, it sounds like you won a contest of some sporting I'm saying that's nature. a good, that, that's a happy thing. Okay, so it's it's something very close to my home. So I'm from a state that it's called Hesse, and uh, it's it's something like you greet a friend. You know, you're like, hey, okay. how how's it going? Okay, I go to V. Yeah. I go to V. How's it hanging? Yeah, that's, how's it hanging? That's good. That's two for two. We got <laughs> Yeah. I like how you thought it was the phrase that pays over there in Germany. <laughs> Aguda V. Aguda V, 99.3. Well, you've already won our lunch today, okay? But do you want to see if you can go three for three and do a clean sweep? Yeah, yeah. All right, this is a third phrase that Sandro told us. Not much. Reich mir mal die Will we be able to figure out if that is a happy or an angry tune? Or saying? <laughs> um, yes. Let's see. All right, let's see if we can make it three for three. Okay, now this is the funniest one to me. Not much. Reich mal mal die Bämme. Ooh, one more time uh, there. That's... <laughs> to me, yeah. that sounds like we're ordering an airstrike. But he's laughing, so that's <laughs> true. It's just the accent. It's from East Germany. Oh, I, I oh, know. I know. Yeah. That's, you're right, that is funny. <laughs> now, East German. Correct me if I'm wrong. And I'm not trying to make fun of anybody. Those are the communists, right? Or was it the West Germans? Or do you not know? Did they not teach you this? This is East Germany. I'm not. I'm not commenting on it. Not much. Reich mal die Bämme. Look, would if I may. All right. Just the fact that it's from East Germany, I feel like it's angry. Me too. I think they're ordering something. <laughs> Come on. No, it's just. It's. Uh, it's actually. Oh, did you guess if it's. Well, no. It's actually, hey, mom, could you um, hand me the piece of bread? All right, well, that's uh, not angry. No, no. Not, not, <laughs> not even in East Germany. <laughs> all right, so we didn't get the last that's one. That's all right, though. But that does not matter because you got the first two right, and that means you won the intern's lunch. Hi, Awesome. Thank you. Kelly and Wood. All right. We got your trash flash on the way in just a couple of minutes. And don't worry. I'm not going to go down the conspiracy theory wormhole on this. And I could do it real easy. But Ford's new self-driving car will repossess itself if you become delinquent on payments. So if you fall behind on your payments, Ford has now programmed their new self-driving car to just drive itself on back to the dealership. And, and they got your car. Now, I don't know how that would work. Like, what if it's in your garage or something? Yeah, what if you, like, park it in? Right. Or if it's in a... But, but I guess then they would just wait. Maybe the car knows when it's, like, in an open area. Like, you take it to the mall or something. You go inside, come out, and your car's gone. I'm all for it. You are? What? It's just like renting a car. You don't pay for it. They'll just take it back, and there you go. You just- ever notice when we do these stories, Brian Riley's always quick to hop in to the New World Order? <laughs> like, he's always... <laughs> He's always jumping in with both feet to the New World Order. I might as well. we we got to commit that at some point. I I'm used, just saying. I used to work with a, a, a gal who, let's just say, was delinquent in her mm-hmm. payments. And she had a couple coworkers like park her in on all four sides. So they couldn't get her. That's because, pretty smart. Honestly, like the repo, I actually did repo for a little bit. Yeah. It, it, they're quick with it, man. Like they will swing in, back up, boom, that car is up and gone before you even know. Yeah, there used to be a reality show. Where they would go along oh, with that show's so fake, though. Uh, okay, fine. But they did they did hook up the cars. But check this out. That's not the end of it here. So not only will the car repo itself, if it can't do that, 
what it'll do is it has a pro, uh, Ford has programmed it so that you start to lose your comfort features. Like if you're delinquent on payments, the radio won't work, the AC won't work, and it plays an annoying sound while you're driving it to try and persuade you to start making your car payments. Kelly Wood Morning Show. <laughs> <laughs> no, the radio won't work. No, that's, that's the annoying enough. sound. Look, I got to make my car payment. I'm missing <laughs> Kelly Wood every morning. <laughs> Just turn it off. I'll pay whatever no, you want. No, the reason why I say that Brian Riley is just jumping in with both feet to the New World Order is because look at how much control they have over your car here. That's scary. Imagine you're just imagine you're driving along, minding your own business, and all of a sudden the government decides it's time for you to go home. You've been outside long enough today. Boop! They hit a button. You have to go home. I, yeah. That, huh? Or hackers. Right. You know, being able to hack into it and everything. I mean, we saw like the air, you know, the airline industry be taken down for like two days because right. of a coding issue. Yeah. And Oof. Brian Riley's just blindly following along. Might as well. If, if, electric, if electric cars are so good, Brian, why does the government have to mandate them? Smog. Nah, my hands will stay on the that wheel. That was the most ignorant thing I'm going to drive my own there car. There was a documentary there about was a- electric cars not too long ago. Well, it was a long time ago, but it was about smog. Look, I can't have two people liking documentaries in here. I just can't. (laughs) Kelly and Woods Small Town Salute. We want to say good morning to everybody listening in Stephen, Minnesota, population 592. And if you have kids that are interested in curling, the Stephen Curling Club has open youth curling at 3 o'clock on Sunday. Mayor David McGlynn making those future Olympiads right there in Stephen, Minnesota, and that's why they get today's Small Town Salute. That was your small town salute with Kelly and Wood in the morning. These people are looking for love. I love it. We'll help them find it. Oh, yeah. This connections with Kelly and Wood. This is where Wood scours the internet to find a couple who almost had love but didn't quite make the connection. So we use the power of radio to see if we can't thrust these two back together. Oh. What do you got for us today, Mr. Wood? This one's labeled. He left you, mm. and the fight was intense. Lord have mercy. Male for female. Yeah. This went down at big box store name here. Don't drag them into this. Why would I? There were a ton of people in line. From what I could tell, you and your gentleman friend, parentheses, boyfriend, boyfriend, question mm. mark, question mark, were checking out when he went back to get something else. Then it was your turn to check out, but you didn't have the card, and it was hella awkward for you. (laughs) And people started getting mad. Then he came walking back up, eating a free sample, and you went bat-poo crazy on him. That seems like a proper response. Yelling, screaming, and it got worse from there. That's when you started crying. Many people thought you were crazy. But you weren't. Mm. He left you. No woman should ever be left, especially a gorgeous woman as yourself. And he didn't even bring you back a free sample? Question mark, question mark. Cold-blooded. You deserve so much more, my heavenly figure. I don't know what that means. man. Let me go get your free samples and treat you like the queen and goddess that you are. That's exactly what I think about when I think of a queen or goddess is... Free samples. Pumping her full of free samples. Tell me what the item was that you kept screaming that was the only thing you cared about, so I know it's you. That's very specific. Oh. Was there any better feeling than on a Sunday morning after church, 
go into the grocery store and oh yeah it's free sample day cheesy poofs they got pizza, sausages, ring bologna was usually in the mix. See, I don't know. Growing up, my grocery store never did any of that. Well, you missed out, brother. I think I did. That's a defining moment of childhood right there. Trying to get two free samples because you're so hungry from church. Come back, got a little mustache drawn on. Yeah. Hello. What is this? Look, look kid, we don't care. Take it away. <laughs> get lost. I got to get rid of all these. Where Grab a look. handful. Did you make a connection here? Well, we probably won't ever know. Oh, my. But that doesn't mean it's going to stop you from trying to do this every single week. Here it goes. And make someone very, very happy and connect them so they will no longer have a missed connection. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. All right, so earlier we were talking about if you are sentenced to death by electric chair and they zap you twice and it doesn't work, do you get to go free? Because that's what I've always heard. Well, Wood, that is an urban myth. Oh, man. Now, some people cite double jeopardy for that, but double jeopardy only applies to the prosecution. It doesn't apply once they've sentenced you. Okay. Once you're sentenced, you're sentenced. Now, approximately 3% of U.S. executions from 1890 to 2010 were botched, where the person didn't die. And some of them are pretty dang gruesome. Yeah. But... So even there was a guy who got the electric chair twice. I know. Yeah, they got the electric chair twice. Didn't make it. So they brought him back for a third round. They like let him go for that day and then brought him back for a third round. So once you're sentenced to death, death is what you shall receive. Do you get a second last meal then? Uh, Do you want it? Kinda. I would be like, can you just come choke me out in my sleep so I don't have to sit and think about this all day long? Well, someone takes it. Uh, Willie Francis. So I guess this is the reason this all... Uh, so on May 3rd, 1946, in Louisiana, he was in the electric chair and survived. Right. Oh, God. So they took him off and let him go. They then sued because they were going to give it to him again. Yeah. But they filed an appeal. This went all the way to the Supreme Court, it looks like. Jeez, they're just sitting there. Uh, the Supreme Court rejected the appeal. Willie Francis returned to the electric chair just almost a year to the day. <laughs> so for a whole year, he has a thing about sitting there riding old Sparky. And then he got it again. And the last time was successful, I'm guessing. Yes. Oh, my God. I wonder... Now, I may be a little bit interested in the macabre, if you will, but I wonder what that walk to the electric chair is. Are you you overcome by an amazing sense of peace? Well, that's what the movie The Green Mile is about, right? Right. But, I, I mean, that's not really based on true events. The guy had bugs fly out of his mouth that like healed people. So allegedly, I yeah. didn't watch the movie. It was a good movie. Yeah, it was a great movie. But oh, sorry, Brian. It wasn't based on real stuff. I thought it was. Well, the guy, the guy had like things that flew out of his mouth that healed people. You that guys had, sound have you guys seen the movie? No, no. Okay. It could have been based on true events, minus the the what? healing bug. Minus minus the, the trailer. Well, I'm, I'm I'm guessing yes, people were executed by the electric chair, and there probably was a spot called the Green Mile. I bet because I think there was another movie uh, with uh, who's that knob who went down to Mexico to deal with that drug dealer who always gets Sean like, Penn. Yeah, and it, the, where, <laughs> where they scream like uh, I think they actually do scream like Dead Man Walking when they walk them down oh, for like God, the final what is, time. What if you guys had to be executed? Which way are you going out? Lethal injection. Le- yeah, lethal. Yeah, in- I'm, I'm, I'm they, guessing you just go to sleep. Do they do the electric chair anymore? I think it's been banned from all the states. I think. I think maybe it's Utah still has a firing squad. Oh, that would be the. Oh, that would be the worst. It's Idaho. 
because maybe of the, yeah because of the the big the guy that killed the college students recently yeah, yeah. they were just saying that if he gets set sentenced to death, they could, could, be be by firing, firing, could be by firing squad. Now, don't they do where there's only a few people that have real bullets and the rest have blanks? They don't know who so actually... So no one knows who pulled the I think it's trigger. the same thing with the electric chair, too. There's like there's like three levers that everyone pulls down. They don't know which one actually sets the juice loose. So you don't have that on your conscience? Same thing with... Uh, I think the same thing with uh, lethal injection. Like it's all like four people walk in and hit a button? Right, so you don't know who's actually committing the... What if like you missed it and like didn't hit it? Like you're like I don't know, doing something else. Like what? what, oh, what oh, snap. oh me. It was me. Nah. But then you don't have to have it on your conscience for the rest. You have plausible deniability that you were the one that killed him. If I was sending somebody that bad away, I don't know. I don't know if I'd lose any sleep. All right, over it. right, right. All right. Well, this took a dark turn, but either way, hey, it's interesting. We learned something this morning, and that's why we're all here, right? That's what we do. Maybe you found this interesting. Maybe you did not. Maybe you knew these facts already. Doesn't matter. Guess what? I'm gonna have another one for you tomorrow and the day after that because this is what I do. And sometimes only I find it interesting, and I don't care saying. Kelly and Wood. All right, it is time to play a minute to win it. That is where Matt Wood, myself, Kelly Jordan, and one Brian Riley. I'll go head-to-head on a topic that somebody throws out. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to say the most of these things. You just have to be the last person to say your selection. Right before the buzzer sounds. I, do, do I ever make sense when I'm describing this game? It's tough to explain. It is tough to explain, but easy to listen to. Very digestible, as they say in the radio world. Hopefully so. Um, and we would love to know, A, what the hell's going on with that piece of paper. And B, if you have one that you think we should play... Text us and let us know. All right. 320-656-9453. And in fact, Melissa texted in today's topic. All right. What are we doing? All right. Got the timer ready? I'm ready to go. Game shows. Game shows. Name them starting now. Price is right. Oh. That's on my list. (laughs) I I tell you what. Wheel of Fortune. All right. That's good. Drew Carey did a great job. Yes. He was the guy who followed the guy. Right. Bob Barker. Yes. Did you say Wheel of Fortune? That was on my list, too. I already said Wheel of Fortune. Jeopardy. Oh, that's a good one. I don't have that one on my list. Password. Oh, wow. Password. It doesn't matter. It's a real game. Look it up. Double Dare. Oh, Oh, nice. That was my ace in the hole. That's a deep cut. (laughs) You got to put your hand up in that nose and pull out. How about Super Password? Okay. I don't like that. Sounds like the same thing. Dude, look it up. $10,000 Pyramid. Ooh, I've got that. That's classic right there. Press your luck. Oh, that's a good one. No whammies, no whammies. (laughs) And stop. Uh, The weakest link. Oh, nice. Is blind date considered one? Mm. Well, consider it. Two and two. Concentration. The Amazing Race. The what? Chase. Fear Factor. Match Game. Ooh. Corn Sharks. Chain ah. Reaction. <laughs> Come on! What was the last one you said? Chain Reaction. I don't know that one. Uh, but- I would like to give a shout out to the Cold Spring Legion for making me watch that every <laughs> single Thursday. Tracy Dixon, how did you guys not say Family Feud? <laughs> <laughs> I had it on my list. Chain reaction. I've oh, never heard of that. Look it up. Look it up. No, Don't I'm you? looking it up. I'm t- it sounds like a game show. I'm I'm totally believing you on this. Did Joel McHale host Card Sharks? I think he did. Wasn't that him? Joe Ma- I I don't know. What was the one with Howie Mandel and all the Deal all, or No Deal? That was a that was a great game show. You know what else is I one? couldn't I I couldn't think of it though. Another game show that very un- Cash Cab. 
Yeah. Dude, was Cash Cab was a bomb show. I man. only want to go to New York, just try to get on the Cash Cab. That had to be like the lowest production cost of a show ever. A GoPro. Right. And just driving around in a cab. But the host was hilarious. Man, that was a great. I forgot about that. That's a great show. All Top right. tier. Well, shout out to Melissa. Good call on that one. That and Brian fun. Riley for winning. Nice hey. win, sir. Nice win. Making you feel better about yourself every Got that kind of it's show. time Come to on. get trashy with Kelly and Wood. All right, Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We'll give it some uh, trashy score and put it on the trashy scale in the trash flash. We're headed to Florida. Delaware, my friend. Birthplace of a country trash. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Well, that's where we have authorities getting a 911 call. And they say, hey, you need to get to Denny's ASAP. It's 1030 at night, right? It's mm, so a rough time to be at Denny's. The authorities probably, hey, so what's going on? Give me a, you know, give me a heads up on what's going on. Something's going wild in the kitchen. So when authorities got there, they found out that there was a big time disturbance between two employees. That's when the officer started asking around, and he found out that two workers, Nancy Kirkpatrick and Quanisha Fenn, had gotten into an argument over a hard-boiled egg. Oh. Now, apparently, one of them had cooked the egg, and the other one apparently was deciding, I'm just going to go ahead and eat this. Mm, yum. Well, that's when the one saw the other one eating the egg and said, hey, that's my egg. What's your problem? Well, it led to a verbal argument where the two started screaming, and this is when patrons started to hear what was going down inside. At this point in time, Kirkpatrick called Fenn the B-word. Oh, that's not good. And that's when things popped off. That's when Fenn threw the egg at her. Fenn returned and called her a mother scratcher, let's just say. And the fist started flying. The two then began throwing things at one another. Now, no word on what was going on back there, but you got to imagine at least one thing of syrup got chunked across the room. Well, that's when Fenn's mother showed up at Denny's (laughs) and joined in the squabble. Oh, dang. This point in time... She tagged in. The mother pulled out a Zippo lighter and lit it and started waving it around. (laughs) Back, devil, back. She said, y'all don't want any of this. Now, authorities finally got this all split up. The two agreed not to press charges on one another, but the one one was arrested for assault. There we go. (laughs) Assault on an egg? Uh, You'll get it later. Uh, No, I got it now. Oh. I, I totally got it. Hilarious. Let's give this one a score, on, shall man. we? Uh, I'm going to add 100 points for that joke. Thank you. And then we're going to start out. All right. Employees getting in a fight at Denny's. Seems trashy. That's trashy, yo. Just get, Hey, let's be working on those grand slams. Come yeah. on. Moon's over Miami ain't going to make itself. Come on now. 200 points for getting in a fight at Just getting in a fight at work in general. Seems is, It's pretty trashy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got that. Um, the fact that it's over a hard-boiled egg. Now the price of eggs has gone up, but is it worth fighting over? Don't think so. Okay. I'm going to give that 175 points right there. Uh, escalating the squabble tonight, you're throwing food at each other in the kitchen. Teach man how to squabble. That's 150 points right there. Yo mama getting involved. That's trash. That's trash. That's super trash. The whole family's trash at that point. Yeah. I'm going to give that 175 points right there. How about uh, cracking up the Zippo lighter and waving that bad boy That's a, That's odd, right? Well, it won't go out with the... Right. I mean, if you have the little bit... If, 
Oh. I'm gonna give <laughs> oh. I'm gonna give that 125 points right there, mm-hmm. and then they were both arrested. Just the one, just one. Okay, so only 75 points right there. Now, someone checked my math yesterday and said I did it wrong. Mm-hmm. So I was very careful today in adding these points up. Have we gotten to the end of the story here? That's it. Okay, I am pretty sure my math is correct on this. I used the calculator, so we'll see. Today, our Denny's Kitchen fighting ladies earned themselves a whopping, a respectable. 900 points. Kelly and Wood. Welcome to the bonus track. This is our first break from 540 in the morning. Uh, we talked about... Uh, Take it easy. <laughs> we talked about Wood thinking he's Italian. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about old people's addictions to judge shows. And garlic bread possibly almost taking the kid out. You almost fell a victim to the bread, finally. <coughs> uh, we got. I'm sure we talked about other stuff, too. I just don't really remember any of it. And uh, we'll discover it together, though, in our first break from 540 in the morning. Kelly and Wood. And microphones on. I wish I could. <laughs> a little bit rough start this morning. Hey, you know what? That's okay. Sorry about that. I left the room and didn't leave things in auto, and we shut her down for a hot second. I, you know what? Huh? That's on me. Huh? That's on me. Because you were still in the room. I was. That's right. Whoever's in the room mans the control center. When Captain Picard leaves the, you know, somebody else has got to be on the con. The Starship Enterprise. And it's usually that guy with the beard. Hey, big fella. You're all, you got the con. Well, thanks for letting everybody down, Wood. I don't even know what you're talking about right now, to be 100% Star Trek, on. man. Right. I've never once seen an episode. What? Maybe of the classic Star Treks. My dad used to watch them, but... You weren't a next generation guy? I was not. I um, And no, I, I didn't think it was nerdy or anything. I just... It wasn't for me. I'm not a big space movie kind of guy. I love the real space. If you make a movie about real space, I'm in. But if you want to put a little action and adventure up there, you're out. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. I told you... My first car, I had a, I had a bumper sticker in the back window that said Starfleet Academy. Oh, did you put it on there? I don't know who put it on there, and I didn't know you what it meant. You put it on there. No, I didn't. Like, I, it was on there when I got the car, and I thought it was cool. Nerd alert! <coughs> Needless to say, <laughs> the chicks did not find it cool. Well, but that's fine. You're already fighting an uphill battle with them, so I, you can't be putting a Starfleet Academy bumper sticker on your car. You ain't lying, brother. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It ain't Dude, it's not like I was crushing it back in the day. So mm-hmm. this is something we need to openly be able to mock each other about is our unluck with the ladies. You had the Corsica. I, I had the Buick, the Buick Park Avenue. Before I had the Corsica, though, I had a Isuzu Pup, which was Isuzu's. That's not bad. It was Isuzu's answer to the S10. Yeah, it wasn't bad except for the doors were maybe about a quarter of an inch thick. I mean, it wasn't So as you were driving safe. down the road, it was like... <laughs> You couldn't even hear the radio. Doors all flat. <laughs> I remember I put home insulation inside the doors, thinking that would quiet the sound a little bit. But then I just couldn't roll the windows down because I stuffed the doors full of insulation. Ooh. You know how much I got for that truck when I sold it? 20 bucks. Jeez. <laughs> I just took it to a junkyard because it had so much wrong with it. I was like, I'm just going to take it to a junkyard. You I strapped it. I drove it there. They gave me 20 bucks for it. So I took my brother out for some chicken nuggets. All right, you got me beat. Yeah, that's a hell of a story. Good story, Kelly. Awesome. Oh, the ending The ending made it worth it. All right. Well, chicken nuggets, man. Are you ready? Born ready. Uh-oh. Now, uh, by the way, Tamitha from Grand Forks texted in this morning. Uh, we were having an issue with our Apple app, by the way. The Apple app or just the app app? Uh, the app. If like you have Wild Country 99's app, it's not working right now. It's not our fault. It's apparently the company that 
produces our app. Ah, big app sticking it to us once again. It's not working with Apple. And Tabitha from Grand Forks downloaded the app because she loves to hear your a- uh, raps. Every so she morning. missed that one. No, I oh. got her a backup link. There's another link out there. So for some reason, like if you're heading into work and maybe you listen on the app or something like that, and you're having trouble, hit me up. Text me in at three two zero six five six nine four five three. I can get you another link. I- I'm your link guy. You got the links. I'm your guy. And I will go ahead and get you taken care of. You know, you, you kind of threw the Italian accent on there. Yes. I went back in. I'm rewatching Sopranos again. Awesome. Now, uh, this is probably, and I'm not joking around here. This is probably in somewhere in the 20th range. The, I've rewatched the entire season of Sopranos. Yes. My wife hates it every really? single time. Oh, oh yeah. I know why. I hate it too. I hate it for the same reason that your wife hates it. Because you fancy yourself a mobster when you start watching The Soprano. I just maybe adopt some of the lingo. No, it, like, no one can see you right now, but you literally just did like a Polly Walnut. It's like, oh, oh clap. You got the clap. Nice. My wife hates it when I point because I keep the pinky out, too, <laughs> yeah. for Polly Walnuts. I do that a lot of times, too. I'm like, oh, I, sna- I snap, and then I point with the two fingers. Yeah, and then I, you know, I'll pop off with a couple, Marones! <laughs> I don't know what Marone means. I may have just swore I think it's a swear word, actually. I don't think it is. I know Stugatz is. That's like, uh, that's male genitalia, I think. I believe so. We learned that the hard way. But I throw these two. <laughs> not that kind of show. Come on, man. I'm not that kind of show. Come on, man. We're so much more mature than this. We should be. Ridiculous. This is stupid. And she knows because I, I won't tell her because she'll try to talk me out of it. She'll say, well, why don't you watch another one of your favorite shows? And I'm, no. So she just knows. All of a sudden, I'll just walk up. I'll be like, hey, we having Whoa. some manicot tonight. Manicot. You don't even know what that is. Shut up. What is the gabagool? Yeah. Also, you know, I'm ordering spaghetti with everything. Yeah. uh, But I just, I love that show so much. It's so fantastically written. My opinion, James Gandolfini as Tony Soprano may be the greatest character of all time in movies and TV. I, I will second that notion, and I'll see you the fact that I was thinking about him last night. Because I was watching Bill Maher's podcast. It's called like a Club uh, Club Nowhere or something like that. I forget mm-hmm. what the, he has a podcast. And uh, Brian Cranston was on it. Okay. And the interview kind of made me not like Brian Cranston a little bit. Like I was just like, wow, that's really how he thinks? Yeah. And, and so, so I was like, I'm so glad that I have this vision of James Gandolfini that probably isn't even correct to who he really was in real life. But he didn't stick around for all the, all right, I got to put my politics out there now. Yeah. And, and so I was like, that's why that, because now when I go back to watch Breaking Bad, it's not going to feel the same because I know, I know who Brian Cranston really is. I see what you're Does saying. Does that make any, I'm not making any sense. No, I? it is. It's almost like, you know, and you don't like to say this kind of stuff, but like when artists die young, right? Yeah. Like if, for like right now, Snoop Dogg dresses like an old woman and he <laughs> right. does commercials with Martha Stewart. Right. I love it though. But at one point in time, you know, he was like this hardcore gangster rapper yeah. who was up on a murder charge. Yeah. You, know, you become like that character. And if you die young, you're always that character. Right. Yeah. 100%. And we see that a ton in, mov- or in music. Elvis. But of course, movies would be different. I would say Elvis. Elvis the right. same way. I mean, he, he didn't look young when he died, but he was what, 42? So he never, like, if he was still around, mm-hmm. it would ruin his entire legacy. Well, like, especially if he's, like, playing malls and stuff like that. Well, exactly. Know? That's you what know? I'm, you know, he'd be at Mystic Lake Casino, you know, you'd be able to go see Elvis. I mean, it would just ruin things. Like, I'm trying to think of another art, like Buddy Holly. I'm a huge Buddy Holly fan. Yeah. Now, Buddy Holly's career only lasted about 18 months. Like, it wasn't even that long. But the dude cranked out, like, 
I don't know, like 20 number one hits. And he, it was a different time, but sure. But he, I mean, he died when he was super young, man. So mm-hmm. I always wonder, like, had he stuck around, what, where would he be now? Jimi what, Hendrix. Would I be able to go to the surf ballroom in Iowa and see Buddy Holly or down to Lubbock, Texas? There's, a Lubbock, there's actually a Buddy Holly Museum in Lubbock, Texas. Well, there's an old saying when it comes to athletes. An athlete dies twice. Right. And they say that as in, like, when your career ends, like, that hard of saying goodbye. But you obviously get kind of pushed out when you're an athlete because yeah. you just can no longer do it. Like, right. Tom Brady's a perfect example. Like, watching Tom Brady play football this year was hard because he looked like he hated it. He, he looked defeated, man. From what I watched, he looked just defeated. And it's tough. Like, these you know, these guys that you grow up watching, you think, like, oh, my God, they can do whatever. So he's been kind of pushed out. Like, the game kind of passes you by at some point in time. But music and art and film and all that is different in the fact that, theoretically, you should be able to kind of do it as long as you would like. I hope so. I hope we can do well, this as long as we like. Dick Van Dyke is a fantastic example, well, right? I, I even, what did I say to you this morning? I was like, holy cow, Cheap... Somebody, one of my friends went to go see Cheap Trick. Yeah. And I was like, holy cow, those guys, are, those guys were old in the 80s. And they're still out there. And I bet they make probably, I don't know, probably 20 grand a show. You know, they're oh, making a decent living. I'm sure of it. Like, uh, Charlie texted in HBO Go. They have the Sopranos prequel, The Many Saints of Newark. James Gandolfini's son plays the young Tony. Right. And his son... Now, obviously, he's lucky in the fact that he has that same genealogy. Yeah. But so many of his mannerisms were exactly like his dad. Exactly yeah. like his dad. I, I never saw the many saints of Newark. I, it, there were some things that I really didn't like. But honest to God, you, like when you see like the trailer, you think this entire story is about a young Tony. Right. It's not. like He doesn't even come into like the movie like for like a focal point until maybe like halfway and that was maybe my biggest, it didn't still, but I don't want to get too deep into it, but I just love the fact that I'm back watching the show you know and what, my wife hates it. You know what's funny though? I thought the same thing when you said, like, yeah, I'm watching The Sopranos again. I was like, oh God, here we go. Watch yourself. Oh! Take it easy. Because I think I said something this morning. You were like, oh! oh! I was like, what? Let me negotiate something right now. Oh! Hey, Kelly, look outside. It's snowing like a mofo. Ain't nobody going to break my stride. Nobody going to slow me down. Oh, oh no. no. I got to keep on moving. Good God. It's March 1st, dude. In my book, since I was a child, growing up in North Minneapolis. Next to Prince. Right. <laughs> Prince was my neighbor, probably. Probably. I always considered March to be the end of winter. Always. Because I was like, hey, fine. Bring on the, bring on the blizzard. We'll have an April blizzard, possibly. But it ain't going to last. That's the thing. There's light at the end of the tunnel. And sometimes, would hope... Is all we got. That's not a train, baby. No. That's it's, sweet freedom. It's it's the boat launch. It's getting the bluegill back out on the water. That's lemonade on the porch. Yeah. Hot. All right, how about this? Positive vibes only. Okay. All day today. We're only focusing on the good today. I I was at an 87. I'm at 102 now with positive vibes. That's Because it's March 1st. Winter's over. That's what we're going to do today. Celebrate. Ding dong. The witch is dead. That's what Brandon said. Have you looked outside? It's snowing like crazy. Hey, Brandon, okay. it's okay. Oh. Positive it, vibes. It'll be gone within a month. <laughs> Joke's on you, Brandon. We're in the basement. We don't have a window. It's going down. Ah! Basement. Look out my window. Looks beautiful outside. Man, I, I have a question for you real quick, Wood. I know you have something you want to get to about you almost choking to death last night. But Thoughts and prayers. What is, what is old people's obsession with judge shows? I couldn't tell you. I, I so th- there's times where I have to go to my mom's house to make her dinner, mm-hmm. right? And I I was thinking about this. I was there Monday night. I was there last night, and I was there a couple times last week to make her dinner. 
every single time, no matter what time I walk in, whether it's 3.30 in the afternoon or 5 o'clock mm-hmm. in the early evening, there's always a judge show on TV. Because they're always on. And then I remember when my dad was in the VA, I remember the nurse saying to us, like, oh, Judge Joe Brown's about to come on. You're about to hear all the TV switch to Judge Joe Brown. And sure as, sure as punch, you're walking down the hall and every single TV, I'm like, what? Do they just like, is it because old people are ornery and they just want to see people get theirs? Honestly, but you say that, but they're actually pretty fun to watch. Well, I, that's the thing. I get sucked in every time. Right. Judge Judy is still a great watch. Not bad at all. And and she's gosh, she's worth like half a billion dollars or something like I that. I think it actually made me more since she's under like her new TV deal. Well, and, and there's so many episodes of Judge Judy. It'll right. live on in perpetuity. It'll be on forever. But you think about it. How much does it cost? All right. So you got to pay Judge Judy, right? Right. Then you got to pay her bailiff. Right. Okay. What is he making? Ten grand an episode, maybe. Maybe if he's if he's lucky. Because she poo canned the one guy. Right. She had the 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 big black dude who was named Bird. Yeah. Seemed like a good dude. Seemed like it didn't well, really say much. Canned him when she got her new show. Strong, silent type. And then now, someone correct me if I'm wrong, because I know that there's a ton of people that have been on the show. If you go on the show and you lose. The TV show pays Dude, okay. the decision. But even so, yesterday there was a judgment on there for $2,900. That's nothing. Well, for a TV show, yeah. Right. What does that matter? That's what. That's a half of a second of a commercial. That's I, nothing. I always thought, why would I go on TV, be drug in front, and then be told pretty much, and then not to mind you, get dunked on by an old lady wearing a doily? Right. <laughs> right. You know, that's a little blast to the self-confidence. I had a friend who, I don't know if he's listening, I don't even know if he ever listens to the show, but he lives here in town. And he was on Judge Judy. I think I've told you this before. Was he the sewer or sui? Plaintiff or defendant? I don't remember, but I know he lost. Okay. So, I, I, Matt, if you're listening, I don't, don't want to put your bit. Well, you're on TV, dude. It's your fault. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're going to get this. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was your fault for being trashy, but um, I don't know. I don't know if he had to pay up or not. Now, I do have a steadfast rule, going back to your original point here, with yeah. my mom. Yes. Love my mom to death. I hope so. Every night we check in with my parents. I love it because they get to see my grandkid, the grandkids and everything. Right. But I have a rule with my mom. No Judge Judy and no stories about her dog. So she'll tell you a story about something she saw in Judge Judy. I was watching Judge Judy. Instant hang up. I'll hang up on her. <laughs> she knows the rules. If you start talking about your dogs or you start talking about Judge Judy, I'll hang up. Matthew? I, Ma, I love Matthew. you. I don't care. I don't. If I cared, I'd watch. Yeah. And... It, well, no, it was really exciting. Boom. <laughs> hang up. It's like your fingers hanging over the hang up button at all times, just ready. Now to the, we're at the point now she knows, like she even says, like, Judge Judy. <gasps> that finger comes up. <laughs> Boom. I'll drop the hammer on you right now. And that is one thing we have lost with the flip phone going away. It, you never, you don't get that same. Yeah, gumption hanging right. up on somebody. I think you can still buy a flip phone if you want. Maybe you should just buy one as a phone for talking to your mom. Yeah, and they're just like, hey, I'm going to call you right back. Pick up. <laughs> Boom. Then he slam it shut. It actually made me feel good. Put a little heart in me, but yeah, whatever. I was just, I was like, man, mom, every single time I come over here, you got a judge show on. Well, but you also got to remember, you know, they're cheap to make. Yeah. Decent TV. If they get decent ratings, what's the problem here? Go ahead and do it. And plus, like you said, you can put them on for years on end and yeah. no one's going to care because like the laws are really going to change. That's true. What? You almost died last night? Thoughts and prayers, please. Can always. I get a moment? Dude, you're always in my thoughts and prayers. Did you, know, you don't know that? Well, so single dad in it last night. Andrea had to work. You and the kids. And I, fine. I make a nice meal for us, right? I bet you did. Hamburger helper and garlic toast. 
Yeah. He's on the dad with it all. Hey, if, if you're going to start talking trash about Hamburger Helper, I'll come across the table. I'm not. I will, can, I, can I make a comment about Please. the state of Hamburger Helper, though? It all tastes exactly the same. Incorrect. Not, no. Cheeseburger macaroni's definitely taste different exactly than stroganoff. Like, no, I, those are the two I had in mind, and they taste exactly the same. They taste like salty juice on noodles. <laughs> it's like salty gravy on noodles and wet hamburger. If I could put on that glove that is the spokesman for the hamburger helper, I'd smack the taste right Come out on, of your mouth. bring it. Call them up. Let's go. But we had it made, and... My biggest problem with my kids is just getting them to eat, mm-hmm. right? I sit down, I eat, boom, I'm done. Now, I serve them first every time because I'm a giver. I'm in charge. I need to make sure they get their nourishment. Load them up, boom, plates down. I get mine together. I sit down. Let's go. Say a quick little prayer. Right, you know, and we start breaking bread. We do our food thing, and I'm just mowing through this garlic toast because I was really hungry at the time. Mm-hmm. They're goofing off. Knock it off. Knock it off. Well, how do you have a school? Knock it off. You know, they're yeah. fighting over everything. It's ratcheting up. I can hear it in your voice. As I take a bite, I finally snap. And I go to yell at them, and I don't know what happened, but like the crust of the garlic bread got stuck like straight up and down in my throat <laughs> as I go to yell. Yeah. And I was like, no. Nah! <laughs> and everyone was like, yeah, that's what you get. I was like, you know your kids ain't going to help you. And for a, for a solid second there, I kind of thought to myself, is this how I'm about to go out yelling at my children to eat their food and I'm being killed by the same exact food I want them to eat? You being killed by bread would not surprise anybody. We would all be like, yeah, that's the way you want it to go. Not in this fashion. <laughs> Maybe with heart disease I could see, but not choking on it. <laughs> that's the way Wood would have wanted to go. I guess that I would lay there and just be yeah. like, ah. We'll put a baguette in your coffin with you. But you do lose... A lot of the impact of yelling at your kids when you're choking and like reaching for a glass of water to choke it down. You're like, ah. That's like, have your kids ever said something really funny when you're trying to reprimand them or scold them? And they'll say something just funny out of left field. Oh, yeah. And it just totally takes, it, it just, everything's done at that point then. You, you got to bite your lip. Right. And just turn like, around and like, I'm serious. Knock it off. <laughs> and then as soon as they leave, I got to write that down. That's actually pretty good. My daughter is the queen of that because she's super witty. Like, my daughter just has this quick wit. And I, like, she'll, she'll like break out jokes when I'm trying to scold her that make me laugh. And then it's all over at that point. But you you have stumbled in to what I believe is another one of my superpowers. I've already told you this week, I've never spilt anything in my entire life. Right. I also have an ability to make my wife laugh when she's mad at me. In an argument. Oh, like she'll be mad about something. And nine times out of ten, I can break it up by doing something and she'll start to laugh. And she gets mad. Can you not? I'm trying to be mad at you. Yeah. Can't help it, baby. Yeah. This body don't have an off switch. And and wouldn't you know it? The argument's over. And say yeah. lovey. I, I wish I had that. I don't my, my wife burns too hot. I, I she's never laughed in the middle of an argument ever. I bet you a hundred bucks I could take her down. And if she did, it would make her more mad and the fight would extend. Fine. She would be like she'd be like, I'm gonna laugh now, but I just added an hour to this fight. I'll ratchet it up. She'll be like, I'm gonna take it into the weekend if I need to. For her. She'll wake up mad on a Saturday morning if she has to. I'll pull a mic out, a bar stool, and a little <laughs> cup of water, and I do a stand-up routine on her just oh. to settle her down. The thing is, she doesn't forget. That's the thing. So she'll be like, this is funny now, but later on, the fight is back on. Mr. Kelly. She's even told me that before. I will come back to get you, Mr. Kelly. She'll be like, don't think I forgot about what we were arguing about yesterday. I'm like, oh, my God, that was yesterday. It's like the words of an assassin. <laughs> right. Have you ever just played completely and totally dumb? 
About, well, yes. Well, just because sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm like, wait, what are we fighting about? Just, I have no idea what you're talking about. That wasn't me. Yeah. Plus, just go full shaggy, deny the whole thing, and walk off. Wasn't me. Try it. Maybe that'll work for you next I, time. I highly doubt it. My, you know my wife. She burns hot. She's got that Latina blood <clears throat> for stain. Well, good for you. She's a lovely guy. She is. My wife's fantastic. She just, her people are a passionate people. That's, I think that may be a cultural thing. It could be. Should we go on and do some history? Please. It was on this day. Whoops. <laughs> It was on this day, Wood, all the way back in 1979. We got Mellow Yellow <sighs> as Pepsi's answer to Mountain Dew. Oh, wait, no, Coke's answer to Mountain Dew. Huh. Check it out. Lips. Watch out, toes. I got another Mellow Yellow do crush two sodas in a matter of 30 seconds. Well, you know. Hey, how's your diabetes? Live hard, play fast. <laughs> right. No, Coca-Cola Company introduced Mellow Yellow as a competitor to Pepsi's Mountain Dew. Right. I actually, I don't know. I think I'm more of a Mountain Dew guy than a Mellow Yellow. See, I'm a Mellow Yellow guy. Really? But somehow we make this work. Now, if I blindfolded you, could you tell the difference? Oh, absolutely. They I don't, don't taste good. They don't taste anything alike. Oh. I haven't had a Mountain Dew in probably 15 years, though. I, I absolutely can't. I, I don't. I really don't drink soda. Unless soda has booze in it, I don't really drink it anymore. Hmm. Well, got that going for you. Yeah, that's a hell of a deal. Uh, on this day in 1998, the movie Titanic became the first film to gross over $1 billion worldwide. Dang. And once they did that, it's like the floodgates were open at that point. Well, yeah. Then movies just started making a billion. And I think there's this, like a website out there that will like adjust everything for like inflation and right. you know all that. But of course, I mean, Titanic's still going to be up there. And I won't. Yeah, we don't need to hear your thoughts on Titanic. Let, text me in if you want to hear. Ever, yeah, yeah. I'll get you to my YouTube and get channel. Ready. Yeah, get, your phone's going to be going <laughs> off the rest of the morning. <laughs> What's still texting me about Titanic? <laughs> no, listen to me. Listen to me. <laughs> uh, on this day in 2011. Winning. You starting to get the concept now? Oops. Winning. Charlie Sheen joins Twitter and instantly has 187,000 followers within hours. Man. Remember, remember when everyone's like, winning? It was like, oh, my God. It wasn't funny when Charlie Sheen said it. It certainly isn't funny when you say it. Now, he still has HIV, I assume. I believe, yeah. But I mean, I it doesn't, go, anything from it doesn't it. go away. I think they can make it undetectable. Well, actually, no, they have cured like three cases of HIV now. Right. That was a story. But uh, so I, I don't, I, I'm okay not hearing from Charlie Sheen. Yeah. He looks like, he looks like trouble. Let's be honest. Yeah. All right. Here we go. <laughs> I was going to say something, but it was going to come off as insensitive. Yeah, don't do that. I know, you know, the guy's been through enough. Not about Charlie Sheen. Uh, I'm having some birthdays today. I can't help it. I'm a believer. I love Justin Bieber. I think the kid is musically talented. And another one of these who, I think for a second there, it was getting dangerous where his hand was coming off the throttle. Yeah, well, absolutely. But you got to think, when you're, you know, in your... You're a teenager with a hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. You're gonna come off the rails. Don't act like you wouldn't would. It seems like he's gotten it straightened out though. He did, man. He's he's very religious now and married. Right. He's trying to get it all. He, he even canceled his tour. He canceled his recent tour coming up because of the beef with Selena Gomez and his wife. Which I don't know why he canceled his tour over that. But yeah. 
whatever. The dude's got, the dude's worth like two hundred million dollars. Good like, for him. How old is he though? I'm Will? gonna say he's twenty eight. Ah, oh, you're close, my friend, but you're a little bit off. He is the ripe old age of twenty nine. Okay. Today. And uh, also celebrating a birthday today. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes, my cycle hums, ready to race to you. I, I don't know whose birthday it is, but I never got this show. It's Ron Howard's birthday. Give him a ton of credit. Yeah. You, hey, we just talked about you being a childhood star, and of course, Ron Howard has turned it around, and I swear that dude has like a million Emmys right. for direction. Well, he well he also formed, what was it, Imagine Entertainment, mm-hmm. something like that. So yeah, he's he's done all right for himself. But going back to Happy Days, I never got it. It was just some old dude hanging that- out with kids. Well, when you break it down like that, it seems a little bit weird. And he's living above their garage, and I think he was stuck in the mom. At least that's what I got out of it. No, you did not. Yes, there I was, did. There was nothing in the show that alluded to that. What's the point of a grown man living above my garage, then? Because he's single and ready exactly. to mingle. <laughs> Clean my point. He's got a sweet leather jacket, and that, that motorcycle was whack, though. Yeah, like, it was like a Suzuki. <laughs> like a 50cc. Well, and then, uh, of course, that's where we got the term jumping the shark from, was when Fonz jumped the shark in his leather jacket. Yeah. <laughs> and remember that he would, like, pull in on the scene, like, on that bike? It yeah. wouldn't even be on. they just, like, push it on. There was another episode, too, where Fonz jumped, like, a bunch of oil barrels outside of Arnold's restaurant. Because, <laughs> of course, he did. Like, why is he a daredevil? I don't understand why the Fonz is a daredevil. I, I don't I had a bigger question. Why is he a 45-year-old high school student? But... Now, now I think in real life, uh, Henry Winkler, who played the Fonz, was actually hooking up with the mom on the show. But there was nothing I on the show. There, no, there was nothing on the show that alluded to that. Uh, Ron Howard, she was though. very faithful to whatever the husband's name, <laughs> Mister C. I don't know what his real name was. Ron Howard's got to be like seventy-two. Uh, you're a little bit high on that. Ron Howard is sixty-nine. Oh, okay. Today, so happy birthday to Ron Howard! And yeah, dude, that guy's been a star since birth. And uh, you know, Apollo thirteen, man, that dude is just—I oh, love that movie. He has really done well for himself. And of course, if it's your birthday today, we would like to wish you a happy birthday as well.